Hello and welcome to the Her True Strength Podcast. Today's episode is for the woman who likes to lift and wants to know a thing or two about how to do it right. You're going to learn what the difference is between isolation training and compound lifts and get an insight on how to use them in your training to save time and make your workouts even more effective. So stay tuned. Her True Strength Podcast is your faith-based approach to discovering how to build your strongest body yet. You'll learn how to strengthen your mind, body, and spirit all through the lens of the gospel. I'm your host, Laura Lindahl, follower of Jesus, lifter of weights, and adventure enthusiast. And I empower faith-based women to build strong bodies from the inside out so they can confidently impact the world with strength and grace. Welcome to the Her True Strength Podcast. Hey guys, Coach Lori here behind the mic, still recording from the closet as always with a great topic today that is one of my favorites. As an exercise science grad, I just absolutely love getting into the weeds of strength training topics and nuances, but need you to know that today's topic is all about optimization. There are no right or wrongs because lifting is not a moral thing. And if by the end of this podcast, you discover that you learned something new to implement, it doesn't mean that you should feel bad about how you were training before. You were likely just doing the best you knew how with the information that you've been given, which is exactly why today's topic is so important to cover. Because I believe there's a lot of misinformation out there about strength training for women, and some that may have traveled through group fitness instructors, maybe long time standing myths, maybe your grandma told you not to do something, maybe it was like an advertisement you saw, or just maybe a random stranger or word of mouth at the gym. But regardless of where it came from, sprinkling in a little dose of science-based training methods in your routine will only put fuel on the fire of your progress. And that is what we are all about here. So because if you guys are anything like me, I don't like to waste my time, right? Give me the fastest, most effective methods and let me be on my way to get it done. And that's where and why we dive in today to our topic, to the great debate between isolation and compound strength training. Now, before we get started, let's set up some parameters in case these waters are a little murky for you. Maybe you don't know what compound or isolation training is. Maybe these terms are new for you. Let's start by just clearly defining those terms. And you might not have heard or think that isolation training works only one muscle at a time. Maybe you've heard this before, which if you have, I've got to burst your bubble here to let you know that your muscles work together as a team. And it's actually near impossible to isolate one of them at a time, which is actually a good thing because our brain doesn't need one more thing to think about doing. It knows movement, not necessarily muscles which means that our muscles work together to create movement. They are a team that works together. I hope this makes sense. Because when most EMG studies, which look at muscle activation, they found that even with the most precise of isolation exercises, with coaching and cueing of athletes who are very aware of their bodies, even our core is still firing to stabilize the body. So the term isolation exercise is actually a bit of a misnomer. So now that we know what an isolation exercise is not, let's talk about what it is. 
An isolation exercise is an exercise that focuses on one joint at a time, not necessarily one muscle. The classic example you would think of is like a bicep curl, right? We are standing up, holding a dumbbell, and we're focusing on pulling the palm up to our shoulder, right? We are focusing on moving the elbow joint from extension into flexion and then back down. That's a classic example of an isolation exercise, and we're only doing it with one joint. The elbow is the only joint that is moving. Isolation exercises can be done in a ton of different ways. We can do them with free weights. We can do them with machines. We can do them with resistance bands. You name it. But the characteristic trait of an isolation exercise is that we're specifically focusing on one joint at a time or one joint alone. On the other side of the ring, we have compound movements. When you think of a compound as in a superglue compound or any type of chemical compound, you know that it involves two different elements that we are bringing together. We are combining two things together. We are mixing them together to create a reaction. And that's exactly what compound lifts are. We are using multiple joints together simultaneously to create a movement. In other words, they target several muscle groups at once. Think of your squat, your push-up, your lunge, your deadlift. There are multiple joints working at one time. If we just take the squat, for example, start down at the ground, we know that our ankle is moving into ankle dorsiflexion. If we move up from our ankle, we're looking at the knee. The knee is coming into flexion. The hip is coming into flexion. The lumbar spine is staying in neutral. And we're even getting some movement at our shoulders. There are multiple joints involved there at the squat. So there's a lot of muscles that are working to move those joints. Okay. Compound, multiple joints, isolation, single joint. All right, now that you know the difference between these two, I want you to stop and reflect on your training routine. Which of these two do you tend to do more of? And based on your experience, which do you think is more effective at building muscle, getting stronger, helping you in daily life? Well, good thing is we're here to talk about it. So, In general, I have found that a lot of women tend to favor isolation exercises over compound exercises. And while it's likely nearly impossible to put a pin on exactly why that is, you might say it's because they feel like it works better. Maybe clients have said that they like the burning sensation that they can feel with isolation exercises. Maybe if they're doing that with a resistance band, maybe clients feel more comfortable or you feel more comfortable lifting lighter weights. And so isolation exercises are ones that help you to feel more comfortable with lifting weights, which all of these are okay. It's important to make our health decisions based on facts though, and not our feelings because while your feelings matter, they aren't always true. So let's talk about what are some of the facts surrounding compound versus isolation training and how do they actually stack up when we compare them one to the other? Well, when you look at which type of training more closely resembles what we do in our day-to-day life, it is absolutely no contest to see that compound lifts will have a greater carryover to improve our functional living or what we would call functional movement patterns. Every time you get up from the couch, you are standing up from a squat. And when you're getting down to the floor, you're likely doing a type of split squat or lunge. 
And isolation exercises just don't get the points here for functionality, but they are great for helping to strengthen a muscle area that may be weak. So if you have done an assessment to know that your quad is weak or your glute med is weak or your external rotators or your rotator cuff is weak, that's great. We can be using those isolation exercises to help isolate or work on that muscle, but it's not necessarily going to be the best for carryover to our total function. So 50 points to compound training. Next, let's look at efficiency, something you likely value a lot, right? No one wants to waste their time. Which type of training helps us to make the most of our workouts by putting the most amount of muscles to work in the least amount of time? Again, compound for the win, guys. Think about how many muscles are working while you do a pull-up, right? It's our core, our shoulders, our legs, our back, our arms. There is a lot going on in the pull-up, which is a compound lift. And to be honest, isolation work takes a lot of time. If you are trying to completely fatigue your biceps, it's going to take a lot longer to do. But If that is something that you're short on, you might want to consider going big with the compound lifts like your squats, your deadlifts, your push-ups, your pull-ups first. And then if you have the extra time, consider sneaking in a bit of your favorites, like adding in those bicep curls, those tricep extensions or glute band work after you are done with your compound lifts. This also ensures prioritizing our compound lifts and then our isolation lifts also ensures that we are doing the most challenging exercises first, right? Most of us would agree it is much more challenged to doing a barbell back squat or a dumbbell goblet squat than it is to doing a tricep extension, a leg extension, or a leg curl. We wanted to challenge our nervous system while it is fresh and leave those easier, lighter-based exercises for the end. I hope that makes sense. Last but not least, let's take a look at these guys side by side in the area of total work done. Now, in biomechanics, work is measured by multiplying the force created by the distance it has traveled or force by distance, right? Now, when we look at the force created between an isolation exercise versus the force created on a compound exercise, they don't even compare. More muscles worked equals a greater amount of force or the amount of strength that we have to muster to create the movement and a greater distance of movement is traveled because we multiply that by how many joints are moving. Just think about how much your arms have to move when doing a push-up versus a tricep extension. More joints equals more movement equals more work. And from what we know about building strength, the more work you are doing, the more muscle you will build. So as you can likely guess, the take-home message today is this. Prioritizing compound movements in your workouts is important because it can save you time and it can make your workout so much more effective, particularly at building muscle by training your body how to move better for functional movements, by creating a stronger drive for your muscles to do more work, and by creating less time or more effective or efficient workouts. The majority of exercises prescribed for your workouts should be compound. If you're not already, make sure at least once a week you're squatting, deadlifting, pressing of sorts. This could include a strict press, a bench press, or push-up. 
and also pulling. That pulling could include your rows, your pull-ups, and all of their variations, single arm rows, those types of things. It's important to note, isolation exercises can be really useful if you have a muscle imbalance, like I said, or perhaps being supplementary to your compound lifts, maybe if they feel uncomfortable, like in the case of pregnancy or joint pain. Choosing isolation exercises definitely has their time and place. And if you're listening to this and still love your isolation exercises, that's okay. Girl, you can do those bicep curls all you want to. Just don't do them in the squat rack, number one. And number two, consider making these small tweaks that I'm about to share with you to make them more effective. If you want to do an isolation exercise and want to make it a little bit more functional, try changing your standing position while doing that isolation exercise. So for example, instead of doing a tricep extension from a bench or from the ground, try doing it standing or in a hip hinge. If you just absolutely dig bicep curls for days, try doing them in a split stance or half kneeling to challenge your core a bit more while you're doing that. Okay, the take-home message for you today is this. You've got loads of options to choose from in your training, and it's my hope that you find something that is enjoyable for you while still saving you time and getting you faster results. And as always, if you found this podcast helpful, insightful, or compelling, don't just agree with me. Take action on it. Send it to a friend, save it for a second go around, or try something new in your training. And if you do, I would love to hear about it. It would literally make my day. Send me a DM on the gram and let me know what you guys learned. Until next time, friends, stay strong. All the love, Coach Laura.